0: roto grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports the morning grind stevie tpfl and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's dfs slate without further ado here's your host
1: Stephen young Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's June, it's the 15th of June, it's Thursday, and we have three early games and seven late games to talk about here on this wonderful Thursday. Riding solo today, gonna be an earlier podcast as well, um, for like the second time in three days recording this before the late game even starts. Um, have a lot of stuff I need to get done for NASCAR, so we're, um popping this bad boy out i've done you know a little bit of research here and um the morning slate is really interesting we'll talk about that in a second uh like the late slate i think there's a lot of good options on the late slate as far as bats go so we'll talk about that if you haven't checked out the sponsor of the podcast make sure you head on over there check them out it's playdraft.com backslash grinders for 100 percent deposit bonus up to 600 bucks Take advantage of the deposit. You just don't see these deposit bonuses and redeposit bonuses anymore. So, when you make that first deposit, make sure you guys are taking advantage of that deposit bonus. So, anyway, we get started with this early slate. It's only three games. Um, you know, some day baseball, which is always fun. But when you have three games and two of the totals are nine and a half, and the other is ten and a half, uh, it's going to be an interesting day to try to find a pitcher. So. We're going to get started with Los Angeles at Cleveland. Rich Hill against Josh Tomlin. Josh Tomlin, since the start of last season, 297 Woba against lefties, 37% hard contact. His XFIP is right around his ERA at 3.86 against righties. He has a 5.52 ERA with a 421 XFIP. 359 Woba, 32% hard contact against righties. Um, you know, it's a matchup with the Dodgers. It's a really strong offense. Um, I think I'll pass here on Tomlin, even on this slate, that pitching is just kind of bad. Um, Rich Hill on the other side of this game. You know, we saw Kershaw, you know, I wouldn't say struggle, but not really put up those big strikeout numbers um, against this Cleveland team. We look at their numbers this season against left-handed pitching, and you know they're a really solid team that doesn't strike out a lot against lefties. They're ranked, um, you know, around the twentieth spot in WOBA, but only a seventeen point six percent strikeout rate. Um, I noticed with Kershaw yesterday, the projected starting lineup was only around like sixteen percent as far as the strikeout rate goes. So that lowers it much. Um, you know, Red Sox are the only team that has a lower team strikeout rates um, outside the Houston Astros, I guess, too. So, they're the third in strikeout rates. So, I think I'll pass on Rich Hill here. Um, You know, Rich Hill a few years ago was a guy, anytime he took the hill, you know, he was a guy that, you know, we were playing and we're pretty confident about playing him. But, you know, ever since the injury with the blisters and stuff, we really haven't been able to roster this guy and – yeah, we finally got to see a couple decent starts out of him the last few times out but I think I'll pass on this Cleveland start at, You know, he's probably one of the more talented pitchers on this slate just because the slate's pretty bad, this three game slate but I'll pass I need to see the walks come back now too the walks have been high as well all right, let's talk bats here. The Dodgers side, I think the Dodgers stack is definitely in play. Josh Tomlin, like I said, bunch of hard contact to lefties. Faces a team that you know hits left-handed pitching really or right-handed pitching really well. Um, pulling up really quick and yeah, see, Josh Tomlin does not throw hard, um, which definitely plays into Kyle Corey Seager, Justin Turner. Um, Taylor, Bellinger, Utley, um, Grendahl, probably not going to start here in a day game after a night game, which is good because he's a guy that, um, definitely excels more against pitchers that throw harder. So like the Dodgers here, uh, one of my favorite teams in this early slate is the Dodgers. Um, as far as the Indians go, it's a three game slate. So if you want to play some game theory here, Rich Hill's the biggest name on this early slate. So I don't mind looking at some of these bats, um, you know, for the Indians. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the lineup looks like, but it would be probably Lindor, Santana, Jose Ramirez, Austin Jackson, uh, Gomes, the catcher. He's having good success against lefties this season. Uh, it be interesting to see where Robertson hits. So I definitely think you can attack the Indians here. Uh, just game theory stack-wise, uh, everybody um, is going to be interested in Hill, especially on draftings where you have to play two of these guys he's the highest priced pitcher so i think he'll get some love over there moving on seattle at minnesota miranda against barreros um nine and a half total jose barreros um, a slight favorite here miranda a guy that you know struggles with home runs against righties and faces a team in minnesota that you know has some really strong righties in this lineup i think he's going to be a guy that is interesting. Um, both of these pitchers are pretty much the two pitchers that I'm gonna have a little exposure to. There's been a lot of runs scored in this series. I just think that as far as runs scored, this is probably gonna be the game where I can get some strikeout upside on top of giving up some runs. So, you know, Barreros is a guy that has struggled in the bigs. Um, you know, we got he got some decent starts this season. You know, he's limited to hard contact, which is good for this type of slate. The strikeout rate's around 25%. Um, you know, he's a flyball, flyball, ground ball, neutral pitcher. Uh, fly ball rate, 45%, which is above average. But doesn't give up a bunch of home runs. Um, I think he's really interesting here. It's a tough matchup against Seattle, but we got to play somebody, and I definitely don't want to play Chris Tillman or David Holmberg in the late slate in that last game. So I think both of these pitchers are the two pitchers to target. I think there's some strikeout upside here, but I definitely think there's some bats in play as well. Gamble, Cano, Seager, um, the three guys that I like here. I guess I don't hate Nelson Cruz either. Um, Mitch Hanniger had a home run on Wednesday's slate. It's good to see he's back. You know, the top five for Seattle, definitely in play. Um, And then as far as the Minnesota side goes, like I like Dozier and Sano a lot. Robbie Grossman is a guy that I love against left-handed pitching. So those would be the guys that I target there, um, you know, for some home run upside. But like I said, both these pitchers in play just because this is a three-game slate and uh, we don't have a lot of pitching options. We move on to the last game on this little early slate here, and we got Chris Tillman against David Holmberg, again, in the 10.5 total here in Chicago. You look at this numbers, and Chris Tillman this season has an 8 ERA with a 5.81 Sierra. Um, His home run per 9 is um, 2.08, and uh, that's not good, obviously. His strikeout rate is down at 13%. Given up a bunch of contact and you know it's just been a guy that is just getting shelled this season. So I think people will like him here just because he's facing the White Sox and this team actually is a team that is performing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. So they didn't like a they're not a team you just want to instantly stack against anymore. So or stack pitching against. So I think the. The Baltimore Bats here against David Holmberg. I really like Trey Mancini, Mark Trumbo, Manny Machado, Adam Jones, Joey Rickard. Um, the Beef. like I like these guys a lot here against Holmberg. We have a very small, limited sample size on David Holmberg. Um, but with the Reds in 2015, he really struggled. So... He's given up a lot of hard contact and a lot of contact this season. He's not creating a bunch of swinging strikes, which is kind of what we want to see when we're targeting left-handed pitching against the Baltimore Orioles. And we want hard-throwing guys that can throw up in the zone against Baltimore. And Holmberg's a guy that averages around 88 miles an hour. So he's a good spot to target the Orioles. I think they'll be pretty popular here and uh, for good reason. The white side, side The White Sox side here. Jose Abreu, Garcia, Fraser, uh, Melky, Carlos Sanchez. Sanchez if he bats leadoff, um, I think I think the White Sox are the sneaky stack on this slate. I know it's a three-game slate, and I talked about possibly stacking against Rich Hill, but I think out of the teams that you know have some solid totals here, I think the White Sox are going to go overlooked. Um, I hope anyway. So. I think the White Sox are a good way to attack Chris Tillman here. And that's definitely something that I'm going to do here on this early slate. Let's jump into the late slate here. Main slate has seven games on it tonight. Um, You know, they're interesting. The tournament's um, always nice and solid. But we're going to get started with Boston at Philadelphia. Chris Sale against Nicholas Pevita. a tough whatever um you know we look at this and chris sale obviously the number one option on the slate the best pitcher on the slate it's not close um he's by far the guy you want to pay up for on the slate and you know DraftKings isn't making it easy vandals not making it easy you know the guy is priced up and um i like seeing that I like to see the fact that he's fourteen thousand on DraftKings. Um, the only thing is, on the flip side of this, is the SP twos are all pretty cheap, so we're gonna probably be able to make it work here and spend about twenty thousand of our salary and still be able to, you know, make it work where we can use one of the where we can use Sale. His price is crazy high, and he has a matchup with Philadelphia. Um, you know, he really hasn't had that massive game since the beginning of may where he faced tampa and put up 35 but i definitely think this is a spot we could see sale just go out and just absolutely dominate so like chris sale a lot nick pevita pevita um 428 woba 39 percent hard contact against righties 375 woba 30 percent hard contact against lefties he struggled against both but he's given up more home runs to righties Obviously, that's what we want to hear when we're looking at the Red Sox lineup. We like Mookie, Xander. Um, it would be interesting to see if Hanley or Mitch Moreland plays because of the DH not being available here. So I, I think we can look at uh, whichever first baseman plays. And then Andrew Bendettini, Um all these guys really in play. Jackie Bradley is smashing the ball right now, too. He's hitting, like, 460, 440 over the last uh, six games is what the broadcast said today. So, Bradley, a little sneaky play here just because nobody likes to go down in the order. But um, definitely like the spot for him. As far as the Phillies go, pass. You know, outside of just being contrarian and knowing that you're being contrarian and stacking against Chris Sale just to stack against the best pitcher on the slate – just pass moving on we got washington at new york Gio gonzalez against robert Selman. um you know Gio, definitely a name as far as the slate goes here he's been solid this season um you know the sierra and the xfip suggest there's some regression coming here he has a 291 era and a 461 sierra the BABIP is 274 all the numbers kind of line up with what we've saw over the last few seasons except for his walk rates a little high this season which makes a lot of sense when you think Gio Gonzalez he's definitely one of those guys that just struggle with walks so um I don't think I can play him here we're starting to see the Mets get healthy uh, Flores, Cespedes, Lagaris. um if Neil Walker's not in the lineup that definitely helps him a little bit here but for the most part I think Gio is a risky tournament play. Um, you know, he's the second highest priced pitcher on this slate. And, uh, you know, he has 17 DK points in four straight games. So he's not the worst option in the world. Moving on to the bats here. Oh, uh, I guess we could talk to really fast. Selman, 438 Sierra, 32% hard contact. Really low strikeout rates this season. Um, not really seeing a lot here for Gaselman. That makes me even the bit least bit interested in him. So I'll pass um, here in this spot. As far as the Washington Nationals go, Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, Ryan Zimmerman, Trey Turner—your normal suspects here. Um, you know, always like the lefties. And you get them on the road here going to New York. Um, so you get these guys where, you know, they're a little more, more interesting because you know you're going to get that ninth inning um, out of these bats unless they're just pounding them. Um, anyway, we look at it, and Gesellman, he's been really solid against lefties this season uh, or dating back to last year. 264 Wova, 32% hard contact but a 25%... Um, strikeout rate against lefties, but he's really struggled with the righties. Uh, 352 Woba, um, 30% hard contact, lower strikeout rate. He's a ground ball guy, um, but I think Zimmerman and Rendon are the interesting guys here to pick on him. As far as the Mets go, I like Flores and Cespedes. Outside of that, um, I don't mind Trey Turner in this spot just because if he can get on base, he's always a guy that's a threat to run. Oh, Tampa at Detroit. Two pitchers that have definitely kind of just, you know, struggled this season. Um, you know, we look at it, and Alex Cobb has been better over his last few starts. Um, it's good to see. But he's given a 38% hard contact rate this season. Um, you know, that's, that's never what you want to see out of your pitcher. We dig into the stats a little bit more. His swinging strike rate is around 7% against righties this season. He's throwing his fastball 56% of the time. He has a 3.8% swing and strike rate on it. Um, you know, he throws his knuckle curve. And his sinker outside of that. Um, and, you know, he generates good stuff with that. But um, the sinker is getting smashed this season. 424 ex-Awoba. Um, it, it's just... I, you look at the matchup, and you know, Alex Cobb against Detroit, a very right handed heavy team. I think this is a spot that I'll stay away from Alex Cobb. As far as um, Justin Verlander goes, man, I'm going to talk about just having an absolutely great season and coming back and just kind of struggling here. Um, You know, his swing and strike rate against lefties this season is 10%, 10. 10.7%, which is solid. But his ex-WOBA is 351. His ISO is 184 against lefties. Facing some power lefties here in this lineup for the Rays. This game has a a 9.5 total. I think it has a a 9.5 total for the reason. I don't mind Verlander in a tournament here, but I think he's going to be kind of popular just because of how the slate sets up. He's 7,600 on DraftKings. He really hasn't had a good game since the Kansas City game. Um, really hasn't had that 25 30 point game but we look at the price tag at 7600 and in a tournament i think you can definitely take a shot on him but uh don't love it i really don't love it here as far as the bats go in this game on the tampa side Corey dickerson i'm just going to talk about him every day you know he's just been phenomenal um He's just been really solid. I really like Dickerson. Logan Morrison just continues to hit home runs, so I like these two guys here. You know, we know that Verlander throws his fastball a lot against righties. Um, you know, fifty-five percent of the time against righties this season. So I don't hate like a Longoria and Souza in this spot to complete a stack with Dickerson, Longoria, Morrison and Souza. Um, but yeah. That's kind of where i'm at with that and then as far as the tigers go i think the only way that i would attack the tigers here is a stack you just kind of attacking the fact that Cobb's been better against lefties this season it's a right-handed heavy team um, so i think this is a good spot to attack the detroit tigers milwaukee at st louis zach davies michael waka 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 um zach davies is kind of interesting here i'd like the fact this game's in st louis and not in milwaukee uh davies he's a lot better pitcher than what we saw last year from this guy um you know the hard contact rates down it's just we're not getting a bunch of strikeouts and he's walking people which kind of stinks but he's majority of a ground ball pitcher i don't know here like I guess he's just not going to create enough swinging strikes in this spot to attack him here against the Cardinals. So I think we're going to have to stay away. As far as Michael Walker goes, um, you know I never want to play this guy. He's always he always gets ownership. Um, his swinging strike rate's under ten percent against lefties. He has a three sixty three woba against lefties, with a two thirty one iso this season. Um, I'm just kind of curious here, really quick. Um, I'm kind of curious, you know. He's a guy that throws pretty hard. Looking at Eric Thames against 94.57% fastballs, Thames has a 570 woba with a 357 ISO uh, against um, hard fastballs like this. And um, Walker throws it almost 50% of the time against lefties. He throws his changeup 23% of the time. And Thames this season has a 363 um, x woba with a 192 ISO against the change. So I think this is a really good spot for Eric Thames. Um, let's look up Travis Shaw really quick while we have it pulled up here. So Travis Shaw against hard fastballs like Waka throws 436 uh, woba, 571 ISO. Small sample size, obviously. Um, Against the changeup, 405 Woba, 259 ISO. This is a really good spot for Travis Shaw and Eric Thames. Um, definitely going to be attacking them in this spot. Uh, looking at the Cardinals here against Davies, Matt Carpenter has just been smashing the ball in the leadoff spot. I'm going to keep playing him here. Dexter Fowler, Stephen Piscotty, Jed Jerko. I think all those guys are in play. One through four. Like I said, I kind of had interest in Davies, and I got digging a little bit on his um, swinging strike stuff, and it's just not there this season. So I think for the most part, um, I will just kind of attack the front four in St. Louis, and then Thames and Shaw. I don't mind the nerd at the top. Like I said yesterday, I don't ever play that guy, so I I get it if people want to play him. San Francisco... Heading to Coors Field. feels like it's been forever since we had a Coors series, but it's back. We're here, and we get Matt Moore against Jeff Hoffman. Um, Matt Moore, a guy that throws cutters and change-ups and knuckle curves. Um, I guess the only thing that's really going to be affected by Coors Steel is the knuckle curve. When we look at it, in this season, Matt Moore has been bad. Um, five Sierra, 39% hard contact. Home run per nine is 1.44. Um, on At home, he has a 287 Woba. On the road, he has a 433 Woba. He's struggling bad on the road this season where he doesn't have the ballpark helping him. If you can fit in the Rockies here, I think this is a great spot to attack the Colorado Rockies. Um, one through eight in play here for me. Um, I think this is really, really, really strong spot for the Rockies. Obviously, it's Coors, and everybody knows to play Coors, but just looking at the stats, this is a really, really strong spot. As far as Jeff Hoffman goes, I think Jeff Hoffman gets a bad rap. This guy's really not that bad of a pitcher. Um, we've kind of seen it this season, 268 Sierra this season, With a 13% swinging strike rate, um, you know, this guy is a first-round draft pick that was with the Blue Jays. He was part of that Tulowitzki trade. Like, this guy's really not that bad, and he gets a bad rap. Um, I think, like, I I think Jeff Hoffman is a guy that I'm not going to pick on here. I don't know if I'll play him. I don't think he's the craziest play in the world, depending on let's see what his price is really quick before I say that. 7,500, you know, if he was 6,500 and got the cores discount, I think I could play him here. But I do think Jeff Hoffman is a better pitcher than a lot of people keep, like, kind of portray. Like, you know, we've kind of seen this guy just continue to just pitch well in games. So I think Hoffman's interesting here. I really do. I don't want any part of Giants outside of maybe like a Brandon Crawford one-off shortstop in cores one-off type play. Moving on, New York at Oakland, Jordan Montgomery against Sonny Gray. Oh man, I really like Jordan Montgomery here, but his price is so high that it makes it tough to fit him in sale. I'm hoping we get some value opening up when some lineups come out here. You know, we've been able to get some value the last few days jordan montgomery a guy that creates a lot of swinging strikes he has in the minors he's doing it in the majors he's not giving up a lot of hard contact we look at the oakland athletics and ryan healy has smashed lefties this season he has a 392 iso against lefties he's just been phenomenal still around a 21 percent strikeout rate but outside of him um alonzo's hitting lefties well I guess we got to mention that he does have a 26% strikeout rate, but he has a 372 Wobo with a 138 WRC+. Everybody except for Josh Fegley, and I guess Lowry has a 19.6% strikeout rate. Fegley has an 18.4%, but everybody else on the starting lineup um, is over 20% against uh, lefties as star strikeout rate goes. The isos are low outside of Healy and Alonzo. Nobody's over 150 or 200. Sorry, Fegley's at 184. Nobody's over 200 outside of those two guys. Nobody's over 320 Woba outside of Healy and Alonzo. I think this is a really great spot for Montgomery. He's getting a massive ballpark shift going from Yankee Stadium to O.co. Going to the Coliseum here and... The price is up there, don't get me wrong. It's gonna to be tough to fit both of him and Sale in. But if you can do it and get some value here, I think these are the two best pitchers on this slate. As far as Sonny Gray goes, um, He's been better this season. I still think he sucks, but I will say he's been better. I'll give him I'll give him that. Um I think everybody knows my take on Sonny Gray at this point. You know, his swing and strike rate this season has been solid. I will give him that. Um, he throws in the mid, mid-93s, mid so 93.5 of his average fastball. Remember looking up uh, Aaron Judge in that fastball range. I At this point, though, I think Aaron Judge is going to hit everything. Um, the guy is just so good. Aaron Judge is so good. But um, against righties with fastballs in that range... He has an 800 ISO this season, so 800, Uh, 800 ISO, Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, his average exit velocity on fastballs, 93 to 96 mile an hour, is 101, so if um, you want to play Aaron Judge here, definitely play, Um, Gary the Goat. As far as fastballs in that range, he mashes them as well. Gray's really going to have to mix up his pitches here. He's not going to be able to throw fifty-seven percent fastballs against this right-handed heavy um, Yankees team. You know, he's, he's going to have to mix up his curveball and his slider to really do well against the Yankees. If he does that, I think he pitches as well in this game. Um, you know, I don't like Gray, so it takes a lot for me to say he's going to pitch well. So. Um, it's all going to be about mixing up pitches, and obviously it's not something we can predict. But if he goes fastball heavy, he's going to get smashed here. If he mixes up his pitches well, I think he'll be fine. As far as the Yankees go, um, it's Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge for me. I think I'll pass on the rest of these guys. And on the Oakland side, it's Ryan Healy as a one off, Chris Davis as a one off. Um, outside of that, I'll pass. Moving on to the last game of the night, um, the second 10 o'clock game. we got two 10 o'clock games tonight. we got Matt Straham Stram against uh, Ricky Nolasco. We look at this guy for Kansas City. Um, he's a slight dog in this game. He's a lefty against the Angels, and you guys already know that I like lefties against the Angels. But... Um, you know, they've gotten Yana Escobar back. CJ Crohn's back with the team. Cameron Mabin's back. Like, there's some good bats now. So they're just not, like, we're just not streaming pitchers against this team like we were, um, or like I was, anyway. He's been solid against righties. He has a 270 Woba with a 34% hard contact and a 30% strikeout rate against righties uh, dating back to last season, 22 innings last year, 22 innings this year. His soft to hard contact ratio is very good. Um, doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. Limits the hard contact with soft contact. So I'm already interested there. The strikeout numbers in the minors and in the majors have been absolutely solid. Um, you know, it's, it is a team that doesn't strike out again or a bunch. But we look and we see this price tag of 4,700. It's just too cheap. Um, you know, I think that he's in play just because of the price. I do think that he's young and. His pitch count, oh, man, I just saw his pitch count. His pitch count's going to be 65 to 70 pitches when he makes his first Major League start Thursday. So that stinks. That takes all that away. Um, just not going to throw enough pitches to be able to get there. That sucks. I definitely liked him there. But we can't play a guy that's not going to throw a bunch of pitches, right? Um, for sure. Ricky Nolasco on the other side of this game. 38% hard contact this season. His swing and strike rate is up to about 10%. Um, you know, giving up a bunch of home runs this year. Um, to lefties and to righties. So, you look at Nolasco and I think he's a fade um, I'm just kind of curious, really quick. Ricky Nolasco for a Bonificio. Ever since CJ pointed out this guy matches righties, I've been playing this guy against righties a ton. So Nolasco averages. Um, so let's see, throws his slider. Manny throws his slider a ton, almost fifty percent on his slider this season for Ricky Nolasco. Sliders this season for Bonificio. He has a 304 ISO with a 323 wOBA. So. Really a lot of hard contact there, Really, a lot of power against the slider, um, just missing spots there. As far as the fastball range goes, Nolasco averages around 91, and in that fastball range we have um, a 600 ISO with a 743 Woba for Bonificio, so I think this is a great spot to attack him in this late game. It is a bigger ballpark. But at 3,200, you know, we were talking about some of those value guys maybe opening up. I think this is a good spot to get some value here and attack Ricky Nolasco. Uh, Never hate Moustakis. Um, Lorenzo Kane starting to swing the better bats. And then as far as the Angels go, um, Cameron Mabin, you know, Escobar is in play. I don't really love a lot for the Angels. But I think about it. And let's see here, really quick. Oh, um, uh, let's see. The Angels. I'm just. I want to see really quick. That game was earlier. And Chris Young didn't pitch, so Chris Young could be the guy that comes in um, after this rookie pitches, you know, four or five innings. So. That makes it a little bit more interesting. Um, if you want to get you a little Cameron Maven, Calhoun, Pulhos, Escobar stack, just hoping that you get Chris Young in like the 5th, 6th, and 7th innings here, that makes it a little bit more interesting. But outside of that, you kind of know the risk you're taking here. Anyway, that's going to do it, man. Nice and easy little, you know, 3-game early slate, 7-game late slate. We'll be back tomorrow, like I said at the beginning. If you haven't checked out our sponsor, PlayDraft.com, make sure you head on over there to check them out. Playdraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get a 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. Also, you guys love when I do the Home Run Derby. Um, I'm going to go Eric Thames. Bonificio. And let's see if I can find me some value here really quick. Because uh, I don't like going course Field. Oh, who's going to be that cheap home run today? Man, the Sox really priced up for this spot. Um, The cheap home run today is going to be... I can't find a cheap home run. How much is there it is. Wilmer Flores, the cheap home run today. He is a very nice twenty nine hundred dollars. So getting some nice little value there. There is your cheap home run. And um, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest tonight and enjoy the US Open. We'll see you then. Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And
0: that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS Analyzer tool to become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series Gas Grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet, and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only.